Our number three, segment number three here at Rosie on the House. This is where we cover our weekly home maintenance how-to. It's things that you as a homeowner can do around your home, castle, or cabin to keep up with the maintenance that occurs. And, you know, we cover tackle one one thing a week that's a lot easier to manage than four or five things at the end of the month or 50 or 60 things at the end of the year. And right now we're right in that transition period of when of running our heaters to running our air conditioning units and it may not even be running right now for for the majority of the day and this is the perfect time to have it tested and we're going to talk about things that you can do uh, as a homeowner and check in how your air conditioning's working and also things that uh, you're going to need to hire a contractor for there's things that we as homeowners don't have available to us like uh, we can't just go buy the coolant they have to be done by a certified technician. And to talk more about what we can do as a homeowner and then what the technicians can do, we have Zach Sharp of Temperature Control, our Tucson and Southern Arizona HVAC partner that covers everything from Marana to Benson. Is that about right, Zach? That is, yeah, Tucson and surrounding area. So we cover all the way out to Benton, all the way up to Oracle, Salmonwell area, Tucson surrounding area. For homeowners, what can they do for the maintenance of their HVAC systems? Uh, number one thing is, is it a filter, air filter? Uh, checking your filter once a month, at least checking it. Uh, every there's different type of filters out there, different home setups, but at least checking your filter once a month to ensure that it's it's clean. And we try and tell people just do it when you pay your utility bill because yep, you, you're not going to forget to pay that. And if you do, they remind you. <laughs> you just get yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> it won't be working for you anyway. <laughs> Replace your air filter when you pay your electric bill. That's that's number Absolutely. one. Uh, number two, yeah. uh, it may cost a few bucks to get some temperature gauges, but we could test the uh, inflow and outflow of our, our unit. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in our climate, what you're looking for is anywhere from an 18 to a 22 degree, what we call a temperature split. So basically what that is is the difference between the air in going into the intake or return, as people know it, uh, and the difference of it coming out of your vent. So you want anywhere from an 18 to 22 degree split. Typical best case is 20 to 22 degrees, but that's something that you can typically check, uh, check with a you know an accurate thermometer, like you said. But uh, you just want to make sure that they're definitely calibrated correctly. So I I just had the idea sitting here, Zach. <laughs> I bet there's an app for that. So, And sure enough, I'm at the app store, and there's real thermometer, real-time temperature measurement. If you Yeah, there's some out there that, that are <laughs> accurate. But again, just like any other device out there, there's some out there that aren't as accurate. So um, you definitely have to pick and choose which one to use. A, a home with two smartphones could potentially do this without any out-of-pocket costs other than, you know, the $1,000 they had to spend on their smartphone. Done with the correct application, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And what is that difference, again, between the intake and the return? Ideally, what we like to see is 20 to 22. The industry standard is basically 18 to 22, but we like to see 20 to 22. Um, given that we have such a variance in our temperature between overnight and during the day, you know, sometimes we can reach up to a 40 degree temperature difference, 30 to 40 degree temperature difference between, you know, what the daytime temperature is compared to the overnight temperature. So, 20 to 22 is ideal. And what should that tell me as a homeowner if it's outside of that range? If it's low, I mean, it could be a number of things. It could be, you know, a clogged filter, a sign of a dirty filter. It could be dirty coils. could be, you know, possibility of low in refrigerant. Um, if it's uh, over that reading, it could also be, you know, signs of those same type of things. Well, as far as dirty filter goes, that's usually a restriction, but um, it might be overcharged. You know, it may not be correct amount of airflow. So there's, there's a lot of different things that, that it could be. All things that would indicate I need to have a technician come and investigate what's going on. 
Yeah, and that's why they try to set a standard for homeowners to go by. So then that there, like you said, there is a gauge for them to kind of, you know, have a have an estimation of uh, of knowing if there's a possible issue forming or if there's a major issue if it's way off. But um, that's that's the intention of of giving them that that range. Now I've heard varying opinions about what to do with the cabinet, the coils, or the fan, excuse me, sitting outside our home. Can you hose that off? Do you not hose that off? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With our dust and dirt and our climate here, you can absolutely hose it off. I encourage people to hose it off. I mean, we do it on, on our checkups every time, but uh, I encourage homeowners to do it even periodically through a summer as well because the, the dust and dirt that flies around, we get these dust storms and things like that. So just like a radiator to your car, the more dirt in it, the less airflow that's going to get through it. So the more you can get that rinsed out of there, the better. The more efficient the unit will run, which means the longer absolutely. it will last. Yeah. So what it does, I mean, by the dirt not being in there, your compressor won't open, doesn't take the chance of overheating because it has the proper amount of airflow from the fan to exhaust the heat out. Now, many components, it, it can help, you know, keeping from capacitors breaking down before they're going to normally. You know, those are a normal item that over the period of years they do wear out, but uh, keep them from overheating and having it happen in the middle of July, which you don't want it to. But uh, keeping those clean and clear uh, help the motor functions, the compressor, your fan you know, the internal components. So it, it helps them through all of it. Outside of that, I I mean, I'm racking my brain. That That's about the limit of what a homeowner can do. Especially with the way that these systems are designed now, it's, it, it is limited. Um, and the reason being is because just like vehicles out there now, there's so many different types and models, and every manufacturer has their own, you know, quirk that you have to pay attention to. So um, the amount of equipment that we've had to carry now compared to, you know, many years ago is, is – definitely different so uh, it does limit the ability of of just a general homeowner to be able to do much more than just their filter and you know hosing it down so what are you looking at when you come on site as a technician um well like i said just you know you have different brands of unit different types of unit different efficiencies even within same manufacturers so we i mean we're constantly training on all the different types of systems whether it's a single stage two stage variable stage um, you know, there's uh, different airflow uh, parameters that are in some of the thermostats now, as well as settings within the internal units. So we are literally going through the entire system, indoor and outdoor, to make sure that everything is set up proper for airflow, make sure, you know, all the motors and, and everything are not uh, outside the manufacturer spec ranges that it's given on the information panels. So we will go through both internal and uh, the external unit uh, completely to make sure that it's, uh, that it's set for, for whatever manufacturer design specifications it has. Those, that information is usually provided on the units. Um, some of these units, if they're old and dated, you know, we can look up the information. So we have the, the technologies out there now. But, uh, yeah, we will, we will go through every bit of component. Dust uh, and dirt is the number one killer here, so we will make sure that everything's <laughs> good and clean for you. It's rare that sun's not the number one killer. That's usually the number one killer of most everything else. But it's yeah, it's the dirt and the dust. But I guess that's all a result of uh, the sun keeping us nice and dry. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So I mean, it it has more uh, or less dense air, so it's easier for the dust and dirt to move around. So it's going to naturally go. And, and in the case of the outdoor unit, it has a fan that's driving the air through that coil, so it's going to pull that dust and dirt from the air and then actually embed it into the coil. So. And inside, if you're not changing your filter or checking your filter, then that dirt has to go somewhere. So it's going to bypass that filter, get up into your blower motor, and get up into the the blower cage, 
which is kind of like uh, the analogy that I like to try to give so people kind of understand it is like a, the little wheel balance or weights on your tires or your vehicle. Um, with one of those in the right spot, your, your wheel's in a perfect balance. If one of those is off, then your wheel can do a wobble and everything else. Well, that's the dirt and dust that can that create get, your wobble. Uh, caked onto the blower wheel and stuff like that. It can create those wobbles, so it can wear down the shaft of the motor. It can plus that is getting into the impact of the coils. And if it doesn't make it there, then we're breathing it, so we're the filter. Now, and a lot of people don't do their annual HVAC maintenance and or biannual, or you know, it may have been eighteen months, it may have been thirty-six months, they may have never done it all. There's the the crooks out there that you know they're they're out there to sell you as many parts and pieces, and they're Absolutely. they're too worried about calling somebody because they don't want to be faced with somebody telling them, well, your unit is going to require this eight hundred dollar ticket item, and. Uh, yep. If you sign yep. up today, you, I can knock $150 off for you and blah, 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 blah. I, we would encourage homeowners just to say, you know, I, I'm going to get a second opinion. There's nothing yep. you have to do today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're non-pressure at all. We we offer free second opinions in our case um, for that very reason. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of dishonesty that's gone through this industry. And, and one thing that we're very careful of is that we document everything. You know, we're one of those companies that if you have the ability or the want, come with us. Um, as we find it, you'll find it, whether it's good, bad, um, you know, middle road. Um, but if not, if you don't have the ability or the want, and we document everything through photo and, and a program that we have that we will email right to you and make sure that you have it in your possession so that if, uh, you know, I'm not the next technician that comes out in our case with our company, then the next technician that comes out knows exactly what I checked for the previous time and if there's something to keep a, keep a look at. So. We uh, we are very uh, very stringent on the the honesty side of it because we're very aware of some of the practices that happen out there. So, and generally speaking, I'm a I'm a drive it till it dies kind of guy. But yep. I mean, at what point are you looking at an air conditioning unit? And you know, it's 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 like kind of like my we we've used vehicle analogies a lot here. I'm playing a game with my my 08 F150. Whatever comes first, three hundred thousand miles or the next or the first $3,000 repair is yeah. my tipping point to go replace it. I'm, I'm at 270000 right now. What's your tipping well, point for air conditioning unit that, hey, this ain't worth the money. It's time for a new one. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of factors into that. One, and that's why, like you said, the good thing is, is the vehicle analogy, because it, it's much the same. You know, they're lasting as far as uh, wear and tear goes, and, you know, there's components in them that will wear out, just like, like brake pads and things of that sort on our vehicles. There's things capacitors and contactors and things of that sort that in the in the unit that, that are normal you know maintenance items those are not that's not a big deal that's that's just stuff to to keep it going you start getting into bigger ticket items where you have compressor failures or you know uh, impacted coils to the point where the coils are damaged you know you start getting into a point where you have a parameter of money out of pocket versus uh, a percentage of what it's going to be to replace that system then then that's that's definitely when it's time to consider replacement. And that's that's a big thing. That's, you know, in our case, you know, with our maintenance programs, we'll make sure that you get the cost of our maintenance program back when you when you uh, replace the system. So um, we're, 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 we do everything we can to try to make it affordable. It is the usually one of the most stressful as well as uh, costly upgrades when the time does come in your home. So... We take that very seriously. I mean, when we do a system and we look like we're, we're offering you systems set for you, 
we're doing it for 15 years from now, not just for a quick fix for you. And when it's done right, though, it's it's worth every penny of that investment. Absolutely. What, yeah, absolutely. What SEER rating are we looking at? Is, is there a SEER rating that we're like, once it's below this point, it's just not even worth uh, the, the um Well, most of the systems out there, I mean, it, you know, based on the amount of wear that happens, I mean, you can lose up to, you know, a SEER a year, depending on the, the type of systems that are out there. Um, every system's different, but uh, you, you start getting to a point like right now, the industry standard is 14 SEER in our region. And uh, you get to a point where you're looking at eight tier below, then your costs are your costs are significantly increased, whether it be your monthly bills or your comfort level, you know, things of that sort. Um, so those are the times to start kind of at least prepping for it. Um, every situation is different. You know, you may have more extreme situations. You have higher ceilings in homes, more airflow needed, things of that sort, where you know, or or less. But um, you start getting into a point where you're about a third of the cost of a, a system. A quarter or a third of the cost of the system. It's usually time to start thinking about replacing it. Zach Sharp, temperature control five four four fifty six sixty five. And those of you that subscribe to our weekly email newsletter already know what Zach looks like. You saw this done in a video uh, that was in our weekly home. <clears throat> that was in our weekly newsletter that went out Thursday. If you need a little visual aid to a lot of the stuff we're talking about to get a better understanding, you can find it at rosieonthehouse.com.